From AccuWeather.com, this is AccuWeather Daily, a brief host-read article. It's weather news in a nutshell. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. From AccuWeather.com, this is AccuWeather Daily, a brief host-read article. It's weather news in a nutshell. Today is Monday, July 19th. A mystery at Skeleton Lake continues to puzzle and enthrall by Monica Danielle. Tucked far up in the freezing, snow-covered mountain ranges of the Himalayas, at the dizzying height of more than 15,700 feet above sea level, is Rupkund Lake, a small body of water. At roughly 130 feet in diameter, the lake is less than the width of a football field, but the little lake has a big reputation. It's where the mystery of the dead is still very much alive. The body of water, commonly known as Skeleton Lake, is the final resting place for what scientists estimate to be 500 to 800 sets of human remains. It's a mysterious lake, where hundreds of people met death, and the icy Himalayas continued to preserve their remains. If you read about it, or try to imagine it, I think that's when it feels very spooky. Journalist Nalima Vellani told AccuWeather from her home in Kathmandu, Nepal, that 500 to 800 skeletons are lying abandoned in the mountains deep in the Himalayas. It feeds your imagination. In 1942, an Indian forest official discovered the skeletal remains scattered in and around the lake. He reported the strange discovery, but it wasn't made public until the late 1950s. As National Geographic reported, In the 1950s, one explorer described the site to an Indian radio station as a ghastly scene that made us catch our breath. It was initially believed that the skeletons were Japanese soldiers or Tibetan traders who died due to an epidemic or from exposure to the unforgiving elements. However, forensic analysis in 2004 revealed unhealed injuries on several skulls that led scientists to conclude that a group of Indian pilgrims, both men and women, assisted by local porters from the region, were struck by giant hail at Rupkund in a single event in the 9th century. As Nalima Vellani wrote for the BBC, they were believed to have been on a revered, once-in-a-twelve-year Hindu pilgrimage called Nanda Devi Rajat Yatra, an ancient tradition that continues to this day. Rupkund is on the way to Homkund, the final destination of this arduous foot journey. The theory was plausible at the time. The group comprised both men and women of various ages, which ruled out the possibility that the remains belonged to soldiers. But from a meteorological perspective, Killer Hale is an unlikely culprit due to the high altitude of Rupkund Lake, AccuWeather senior international meteorologist Jim Andrews said. At such a high elevation, there seems not to be enough heat or moisture, both are related through thermodynamics, to breed killer hail. 
Andrews, who closely observes meteorological conditions in this part of the world, explained. Andrews didn't completely rule out the possibility, given that this is an event that took place more than 1,000 years ago, but generally, the conditions at a location as far above sea level as Rupkund Lake would limit repeated freeze-thaw, wet-freeze cycles necessary to produce large hail. He said the conditions there would favor small and or soft hail over seriously large icy hail. Vina Mushriv Chapathi, professor of archaeology at Deccan College in Pune, was part of the 2004 investigation. She said no weapons or signs of combat were found at the site, but they did find musical instruments, which is consistent with old folk stories of pilgrims traveling on the Nanda Devi Rajat Yatra. The victims were also healthy when they died, which rules out a mass epidemic. Valani completed the trek that leads past Rupkun Lake in September 2009. She told AccuWeather that at the time, she was excited about hiking so high in the Himalayas. You have to be reasonably fit to be able to walk for five to ten days, and the temperature obviously changes, fluctuates from 20 degrees Celsius in the plains or lower hills to zero or sub-zero once you reach 4,000, 5,000 meters, she said, referring to a temperature range from about 68 degrees to below freezing. This lake is at 4,800 meters. Valani was with a large group when she first set eyes on Skeleton Lake. She said that before the group arrived, her guide had told them the most popular story behind the human remains. Pilgrims were caught in a huge hailstorm and perished. This was what those in Nilima Valanyi's group believed they were seeing when they stopped at Skeleton Lake one frigid morning in 2010. It was very freezing, and it was very cold, but once the sun is up, it's like a nice ski day, she said. It's just that early in the morning when you're walking in the dark, that's when it's really cold and miserable. The group was on the way to Yunargali, a jagged ridge with a panoramic view of the high Himalayas that sits far above the lake. We saw some skulls and the leg bones and big arm bones and all these things just piled up, she told AccuWeather. It's not like you just walk in and there are just skeletons all over. Some of them are in the lake, apparently, and some of them are probably buried in the slopes in the snow. So sometimes when the snow is completely melted, you could see them, Valanyi continued. But when we went, the whole region was completely covered in snow, so we couldn't see any other skeletons scattered around apart from the pile. A year after Valanyi's trek, the first ancient human genome was sequenced, revolutionizing research into the past. The cold case of Rupkund Lake was heating up. Bone samples from 38 skeletal remains were sent to labs around the world for full genomic analysis. The results of the five-year-long study published in 2019 were stunning. The new study revealed that the 38 skeletons belonged to three genetically distinct groups and were deposited at the lake during multiple events over a 1,000-year period. The new results show that there were 23 people with South Asian ancestry at Rupkund, but they died during one or several events between the 7th and 10th centuries A.D. Incredibly, the study revealed another group of 14 victims died there a thousand years later, most likely during a single event in the 19th century. Furthermore, this group had a genetic ancestry tied to the Mediterranean, specifically Greece and Crete. 
There was one sample that had Southeast Asian origin, also from the 19th century. Now we see people died in multiple events between the 7th and 10th century, and someone else died in the 18th or 19th century, so now we don't know exactly what happened at all, Vellani told AccuWeather. The discovery of Mediterranean migrants in India is particularly surprising. There is no historical evidence or explanation for who these people were and what they were doing deep in the Himalayas. The year 1800 is not that long ago. People would remember if something unusual happened, Balanyi said. I think it would have been passed down in oral history, or it must be there in the collective memory of locals because it's a pretty remote place. So if a foreign-looking group came there and they all perished in the mountains, it seems highly unlikely that nobody would know or remember such a bizarre incident. Interestingly, advancements in science have raised more questions than answers. The mystery of what happened at Skeleton Lake doesn't appear any closer to being solved. Now that I've read all the studies, it's like I've put together all of it in my mind and I feel like, wow, this is a crazy mystery, Volani said. It's a difficult archaeological site due to its remoteness, the extreme weather, and the fact that over the years, the skeletons have been moved around by trekkers, and even taken home as souvenirs. In fact, the trek became so popular, the environment began to degrade, and the trek past Rubkund Lake is now banned. More than a decade after that frigid morning, when she first stood at the edge of Skeleton Lake, the story continues to grip Vellani's imagination. But with such little evidence, she wonders whether the world will ever know the truth about what happened there. Who are these people? What happened there? Why are they all going there to die in that one lake? She still wonders. Yeah, I think it's a very interesting story. I don't know how this will ever be solved. That's it for today. For your local weather at your fingertips, download the AccuWeather app or head to AccuWeather.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.